Well, hello everybody, welcome to the Faggies Broadcast, it's season two, it's episode five. I am here as always with West Brom reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Matthew Wilson. Uh, late night last night, late night finish for you, Matt, but you're still in this morning, straight into the Baggies broadcast. How, how's, how's morale at this moment in time? What, for myself? Yeah, in, in a tiredness way. Um, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, the, one of the joys of being the last to leave the Hawthorns is that you do get free sandwiches as you're walking out because oh <laughs> nice otherwise they're just gonna be chucked in the bin so yeah the, uh, security guard was like look take these or oh gonna, happy days they're gonna be lobs so yeah tonight t- uh, today's lunch is sorted fantastic um, so it's all good andrew turton if you offered a uh, express and star reporter and baggy super fan if you if you offered free sandwiches um leaving the hawthorns would you take them or would you think maybe it might go a bit stale overnight what Who, was you who's offering them uh, is it um, just it's a, secu- a greasy security guard mm. Mm. I don't know, where's his hands been? I don't know. A, 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 a crest sandwich, mate? A, a Maybe, I could be tempted by... I'm a bit of a fan of a prawn mayo, I know, it's a bit mm. controversial. There was prawn mayo there, but I passed mm. on that and I went for like, the New York Deli. Oh, New York Deli, that sounds decent. Yeah, a, bit, like, a bit of pastrami, a yeah, little bit, a little no, bit of pickle, mustard. I love yeah, that. Fair oh. enough, fair enough. I'm not sure about it at the Hawthorns. Maybe, maybe in New York, you're getting a big wedge of pastrami. Was it just a couple of slithers last night? Was it? It was. Right. I can't complain. It was free. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Um, so, so not, not, not a lot. To go, at least I got through last night. But let, let's let's rewind back. Seems like a long time ago now. Um, Mr. Mr. Pulis, there the visit. Uh, you know, long trip. I say it was a long trip. It was it was longer for some than others, Matt? Yeah. So I think I spent about eleven hours in the car that day. <sighs> So I'll tell you what, eleven hours of Luke Hatfield. I mean, that's that's, oh, that's good enough to send anyone, yeah, yeah. In, insanity. And um, what happened then was just a road. There problems. was an accident on the M1, um, and I think a lot of a lot of fans were affected by that. So it was a six night. six hours bank holiday Friday. Remember, oh. six hours, um, six hours up there, and four hours back or something. Is Middlesbrough quite a destination for people to head on a bank holiday weekend? Isn't I just it? think there's a lot of road, there's a lot of uh, traffic on the yeah, road. A lot of people going to Newcastle, mate. I don't think too many people going to Teesside. Say, I mean, t- you know, Teesside's beautiful, I'm sure. Hey, easy, know, easy, uh, easy, chill. There's, you know, there's a lot of decent um, decent things to be seen in Teesside. Yeah. And uh, then... Um, trying, struggling to remember what they are. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that why you left? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, um, and we got relegated. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I was just hoping for a, for a good game to sort of make the trip worthwhile. Yeah, and it wasn't really. No, no, um, it wasn't. I mean, I think it would be unfair on Tony Pulis to say he stunk the place out because he didn't really do that. I thought Borough were the better team for large parts, and particularly the first half. Um, and you know, maybe a draw was a fair result, but you could say maybe maybe Borough deserved to win as well. Um, but just the manner of the defeat, you know, a last minute goal. Uh, from a set piece I think it was always written in the stars and um, it's particularly galling when they when they had repelled so many set pieces throughout mm. the game not just free kicks and corners but also long throws into the box well they knew what to expect didn't they I mean you knew it was going to be you know salt aerially and big boys at the back with um, with Fry um, you know yeah. there's plenty there's plenty of them but it's just I thought I thought Pulis fair play to him. I thought he nullified Albion's attack. Now you've got to remember that's an attack that went there, having scored eleven goals in the last two league games. Didn't really get a kick first. And he put he put five massive defenders um, in you know in his back line across the defence, and he got runners in midfield to to harry and press Albion's defenders and force them to kick it long. So. You know, and that's when, not what Dwight Gale like, likes. Well, is it? Gale and I mean, Rodriguez co- didn't didn't get a sniff, and mm. those and those uh, those big boys just gobbled up the, the aerial balls all all, de- all day. And Albion couldn't really play through the lines because they were getting um, 
pressed too too quickly by the likes of Hausen, who was brilliant. Mm. And I just thought Pulis got his tactics spot on. And he nullified Albion's attack. Okay, Baggies grew into it in the second half. And yes, they could have scored through uh, that two-on-one that they had with, with Phillips and Gale. Um, and, you know, for 90 minutes, they defended pretty well. But it was another set piece mm. and another poor goal to concede, I thought. So... Um, there's a bit of defensive frailty there is there a bit yeah. worry that they're starting to concede from set pieces yeah there is I mean I, I don't th- they've kept one clean sheet all season and that was in the Carabao Cup against the league to opposition they need to sort it out um, I think the defence has looked frail at times um, you know I, I am conscious that they're playing this new formation this new system mm. and they're playing in a new front foot sort of way so at times against Middlesbrough they were leaving Barnes Rodriguez and Gale up front to try and Know, be attacking and be on the front foot but what that was doing was sort of leaving Livermore and Brunt exposed and then putting more pressure on the defence so yes it still needs tweaking um, you know they're still working on this system and on the best way of getting it to work but I think you know at times Barnes in that, in that number 10 needs to drop in maybe mm. you know he's a, young, he's a young lad he needs maybe a bit more experience to drop in and, and help out in the midfield um, and also at the back I thought Hagazi had an absolute shocker uh, against Middlesbrough, um, and I and you know I think they need to shore things up at the back there because at t- if you're going to play a system, you need players who are comfortable on the ball, and and they didn't always look that. Are we a little vulnerable in terms of being a club just come down from the Premier League to a club to a team like Middlesbrough, obviously been there a little longer and and maybe a bit of now so obviously Pulis' experience of that as well you know are you going to get caught out likely to get caught out a little by these teams that are there to play I think it was a bit of a reality check but I think you've got to remember that this is a new system that they've only played five games in Mm -hmm. and they've won four of them and they've scored a hatful of goals in some of those games and Darren Moore was lost to Tony Pulis um, it was Moore's 12th game in charge of anywhere mm-hmm. and Pulis has, has managed over a thousand yeah yeah. and I think you've got, you do have to remember that that Moore is not only trying to change uh, not only is he starting out on his own managerial career but he's also trying to change the whole way that the, the team play yeah. they're trying to pass out from the back they're trying to play through the lines they're, tr- they're trying to do all these things and yes they're going to come up against teams who will attempt to nullify them mm-hmm. and it might not always work and then it's how you react to that and I thought actually in the second half they reacted quite well yeah and look a lot of other teams will see the blueprint of what Middlesbrough did to them and I'm sure they'll get that, they that kind of thing and, and, and they'll learn and they'll learn quickly I remember going back to Wolves last season Cardiff came in the championship and they they pulled one over them they, you know, they were aggressive they, they were they were long ballish as you would expect from Neil Warnock and all these Portuguese players got done 1-0 and they learned very quickly and like you say they're going to have to learn quick, pretty fast if they're going to be in and around the playoffs come the end of the season I think I know from early days this season as well like you've already spoken about Moore's trying to create a team that's adaptable that's going to work in different scenarios I think when you're coming up against these sides it's only going to um, sort of foster that belief that it's a good thing to have different formations or different ways of playing and obviously we got unstuck on against Borough but you know going forward they're only going to sort of understand that experience and, and sort of be able to maybe approach it differently going and one th- one last thing about the Borough game mm. yes it was galling and, and, and I think everyone sort of predicted that would happen but you've got to remember that Middlesbrough are what joint top of the table at the moment they that was their fourth clean sheet in a row, their fourth win in a row. They've started the season like a house on fire. Tony Pierce is very experienced manager. Um, that is a very tough place to go um, on a Friday night. 
and Albion were in the were okay. They were a bit of a first half storm, but they were in the game until the last minute, and they nearly came away with a point. Yeah. And yes, you know, after watching what happened last season, you should never discount conceding late goals because it's a dangerous habit to get into. And they've now, they've now lost two games like that yeah. this season. But you do they have lost two games like that this season they haven't been battered they yeah. haven't been battered 3-0 or anything like that and I, you know, I'm not saying that's not going to happen it probably will happen at one stage this season it's, it, but it's going to be a roller coaster and I think at this early stage at this embryonic stage for this team all you can hope is that they keep in touch with those top teams mm. um, obviously they took a blow uh, last Friday but you know, now it's about keeping in touch with those top teams and hopefully what we will see is that, that this formation this system developing in over time and if they can then go on a run to, to, to put them in contention. One more word from, from Friday night. We did see the reintegration of Craig Dawson into the lineup. Oh, we, a late substitute. We did, and he played well for 20 minutes until the goal. Um, I thought he added a bit of composure at the back, a bit of um, uh, assuredness on the ball. He was looking positive to go forward. He was confident. And then he jumped under the cross and... Um, you know, obviously, Higazi was at fault as well for letting Ayala get in front of him and run across him. But Dawson shouldn't be shouldn't be jumping under that ball. I don't think it's come a long way. Uh, I don't. I, I, mm. I think he has to be heading that. Sure. Uh, I think it was a mistake from both of those defenders. I think, as I said earlier, I thought Higazi had a dreadful game. Um, and actually, although I thought on Friday there was more things that were promising about Dawson's performance um, last night in the Carabao Cup, mm. I thought he was one of the worst players on the pitch. Nice. So. We'll come on. We'll come on to that. I'm sure, but um, it wasn't. It wasn't a great performance from him last night. So yeah, I, he's he's not yet the knight in shining armour that I think um, we we hoped he would be for this this back line. Right. Well, we'll come on to we'll, we'll go into last night very soon. Uh, but a little bit of a break. Um, August the thirty first is is the deadline for loan players. We have got a signing. Claxon <laughs> and uh, and I, I mean I mean there's left field and there's deep left field. Um, Somebody, I'm absolutely somebody, somebody shocked. Tyrone Mears, um, 35-year-old Tyrone Mears has come in uh, to the club. Gareth McCauley seen too old at 38 as a as a right-back. I, I assume he's coming as cover. I'm shocked. I'm sure you're shocked, gentlemen. Well, at the time, yes, it was a left-field signing that I, you know, we didn't see coming. Um, Mears has played the last three seasons in MLS. But having watched him last night... And you talk about his age and his fitness and the comparison with Gareth McCauley. Mears has got an engine on him. He is a very fit boy. He played 90 minutes at wing-back. He was up and down. He looked solid mm. enough. It didn't set the world alight. I wouldn't say he, was, he wasn't as exciting as Townsend on the other side by any stretch. Um, but he was okay. Um, I th- actually think the rest of the back line played, played worse. Dawson was poor. Um, Adra Bayer was okay. Um, Fields didn't have a great game in an unfamiliar position. He wasn't as good as he was against Luton. And I actually thought that that Mears wasn't that bad. Um, and you talk about fitness. He is he is and, and McCauley. He's faster than Has McCauley, he, and he's fitter than McCauley. I, I, I think. Has he been playing in pre-season anywhere? Has he been training with anyone to keep that level of fitness up? 
I th- well, he was he was released. I don't know what the MLS season is like, but he was released this month oh. by Minnesota to to, to join win. West Brom. Oh, fine, right. so they let so him to free transfer is on waiver. It's, it's a different process over there, isn't it? Is it? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was he was allowed to leave mm-hmm. to join West Brom because they realised it was a good opportunity for him. Um, but no, as a thirty-five-year-old player who's, who's had 11, 11th club, you know, seventeen-year career, is that someone who? Is that the best West Brom could find? Would you expect someone maybe a young gun, maybe a Premier League one, or do you think this is someone who's who's it's, it's a smart move? I would expect maybe something a bit better because, um, but Albion have been trying to sign that this summer. You know, you, when you look at the players they looked at, Jack Stacey from Luton, Tom James at Yeovil, young young up and coming fullbacks in the mould of Connor Townsend, who's mm-hmm. been by the way he's been a, he's been superb in every time I've seen him yeah. so far. Townsend, he looks a snip at seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds, but that's a, that's by the by. Um, so yes, they have been looking for a right back, um, but I think the meltdown over this over this signing is is a is a bit unfair <coughs> because what what <laughs> what we've seen is them offload Neom and get him in. He's a direct mm. replacement for, for Neom. He's a squad player. He's going to be back up to Matt Phillips, much needed back up to Matt Phillips. Okay. Last night, I thought he looked better than Neom. I mean, I don't. I'm not. Okay. There's no way they could play in the same with, team with the Phillips and Phillips and, and Mears. You, you well, they could, could do, yeah. If, if he's gonna, if you're going to play a an orthodox four four yeah. two, then yeah. yeah, he could do. But I, I I think that he's plugged a gap that needs plugging. Well, look how erratic Neon was in those yeah. opening couple of games and, and and sort of through the preseason. You couldn't really rely on the guy. Oh, Darren, you know, it looked like he was more of a completely sort of. Lost Dar- Darren wasn't having him. Yeah, and he was and he was um, also. A bad egg around the place this summer. Right. He, you know, is 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 and Tyrone Mears. One thing Darren said to us last night is he is a great character, mm-hmm. and I know he's going to be. A, he's, and he's a great pro, and I know he's fit. Yeah. He's kept himself in that shape. Yeah. You can see, you can start to see why. Okay, why this is this is out of left field, mm. and okay, it's a strange one. Mm. But he's only on a short term deal to January. It's obviously a stopgap to plug that hole. And if they can now use those funds, because he's. He was on three thousand pound a week at Minnesota. Yeah. So if he's on, say he's had a pay rise, yeah. even, even if he's had, even if he's nearly doubled his money, he's on five grand a week at Albion. Yeah. That's still significantly less than what Neom was mm-hmm. on. And then if you can, then you've got those, to get Neom out though, don't you? If you can use those, well, he's gone. He's gone to oh, Lagana. Sorry, okay. So he's gone to Lagana. Right. Okay. They've picked up his wages. Right. So now, if you can use those those wages to to get someone else in somewhere mm-hmm. else, then why not? Um, we wait and see. The jury's still out. There's only league to opposition. He might end up being a poor signing. I'm not saying he's been. He's, he's, he's he, like I say, he didn't set the world alight. I, I wouldn't say. Mm. Made a, made a couple of errors, but on the whole, he was solid last night. Um, well, the only thing with getting loan players in is okay. You're not going to always know what you're going to get. Of course, you you're hoping that you've got a precocious talent like we've had in Barnes. Well. You know, you've, you've spoken about looking at other Premier League clubs and seeing what they're brewing. At least more with me as looks like he's got a guy who he knows a lot about. He's obviously quite friendly with him, and so that that isn't probably a bad thing to have in and around the dressing room rather than bringing in an unknown quantity. Yeah. At least with him, like you say, as a stopgap up until January, it's not going to be. A bad I'm always thing, I'm always wary of um, judging signings before they've played. Whether it's Dwight Gale or Tyro Mears, yeah. you know, you don't know how they're going to do because. Players react to different situations differently, different clubs differently, different formations, different teammates. They can all be different. Dwight Gale has lived up to the hype so far, I think. Mm. Tyrone Mears, I think, may have won a few doubters round last night. Okay, like I say, he wasn't amazing. Yeah. But the, the main the main the main concern I think was 
he's 35 how is he going to how is he how is he going to be fit enough to to do that job at right yeah. wing back i think he may have proven that Maybe, maybe not in the quality terms, but in terms of fitness, I think he proved that last night. To, to address the point on like a, a Twitter going round saying that you know we, a lot of people were calling it, oh, this is the Mark Jenkins era. This is what you're going to expect now that you know they're not the big money being laid out on signings and stuff. And, and is this a bit of a sign that Albion are sort of doing things on the cheap a little bit? How's the, how, what do you think of the reaction? Well, this is Darren Moore signing. Yeah, and. You know they they they've tried to sign other right backs. They made a a three million pound bid. Well, it was a one point eight million pound rise into three million pound bid for James Tavernier mm-hmm. of Rangers. Um, and they've look he's he wasn't the first choice. That's no. obvious. But they for for one reason or another they haven't been able to get the other the lads in. You know, um, James failed his medical. Stacey they put Darren pulled out of that deal for a reason. He just thought it it wasn't it wasn't the right thing. And now he's gone to Mears and he seems happy and. Um, if, you know, I think we, we have to trust his judgment at this stage until we see more of him. Um, oh. I, and I understand why people have, have said that about Mark Jenkins because obviously he is known for being prudent with the money, um, and this is obviously a cheap option. But like I said, if it allows them to get someone else in before Friday, mm-hmm. and if he's only going to be back up anyway or a squad player, he's going to sit on the bench. I can see why it makes sense. But look. The jury's still out. You can never really judge business until six months down the line, um, as we found out last season. I mean, they were they were last season. They had the the, the best transfer window they'd, they'd ever had apparently. Mm-hmm. But actually, what happened is they spurged forty million pounds yeah. on players that, that didn't work. Sure. So you can't judge it until six months down the line. Okay. So 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 Friday, you know, less than forty hours away. Um, what's going to happen? Where do they need to strengthen? Where else do do, do I'll be need to look at looking to to make additions? Would you say? I think centre back. I really, do. I do, yeah, because if they're going to come completely really centre back, I think if they're going to co- continue down this route of playing three at the back, the only pl- centre backs they've got are Hegazi, Bartley, um, Adarabio, and Dawson. And I haven't been convinced by any of them, really. Mm. Dawson was rubbish the other night, uh, last night. <laughs> Um, sorry, he was he was poor. Um, he, there's a good there's a good player in there, of course there is. But well, I mean, there's 18, 20 million. You hope so because I mean they've rejected ridiculous money for him. So well, they haven't rejected ridiculous amount of money. The highest bid they got was twelve million. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money if you're thinking that he's rubbish. Yeah, but it's it's not like they reject. I mean, they rejected sixteen for for Rodriguez. Mm. So so would you have sold him then for that kind of money? For fifteen, Dawson. Mm. Um, potentially, I don't know. It depends. It depends if you had someone lined up. This is what I always say, you know, it's just so it's so easy to say, oh yeah, that's a great offer, sell him. But if you've literally got, if you haven't got anybody that you think is better lined up, mm. um, then you can't, no. really. You're leaving yourself short, especially if Darren knew he was going to try and play this three at the back. Yeah. And he thinks Dawson is his right centre-back, mm-hmm. which is obviously where we think he's going to mm-hmm. play him. So they've only got four there. Do you I think mean, his head's right then? Do you think his head's still not right? Do you think it's uh, he's still going to take some time? Based on Borough, I think it. Based on the game against Borough, I think it is. But based on the game last night, I don't think it is. I, th- I don't know. It's a strange one, yeah. It's a strange one. I, th- I expect him to start against Stoke. I do. I mean, if you're putting your best 11 on paper, Craig Dawson's in it every time. Yeah. But, and then you've got Adam Abayo, who's a young lad. It's, it's, I think he's done okay, to be fair. But you can't, you can't expect too much from him. I think he looks comfortable on the ball. But he's only 20 years old. Um, Bartley... Jury's still out. Hagazi's been dreadful, I think, this season. I, and if I was to drop any of them, he's the one I drop mm. for Saturday. Mm. Um, to be honest, I'd, I'd be playing Adam Abayo, Dawson, and uh, Bartley. Bartley. 
Um, Sandfield, is he a centre-back? I don't think so. No. I don't, maybe with, with more games in that role, he could grow into one. Um, but I think he got targeted against Mansfield. They, in the second half, they put the high ball on onto him and, and he lost a lot of headers. Um, and, and you think that's where they're going to go? You think they'll go centre-back or do you think they'll go somewhere else? Well, I don't... Uh, well, I, I think that remains to be seen. Mm. Um, I would I would be looking at centre-backs. Anywhere um, else? You, you could argue central midfield, but I think Barry and Harper and Field and Morrison are potentially knocking on the door there. Mm. So mm. maybe not. Maybe, maybe you know... It's a shame to see the likes of Ryan Woods go to Stoke because he would have been a great signing for Albion. But um, when you've got when you've got so many central midfielders in the in the club, maybe not. Um, I suppose the only other the only other area is striker. But I think Burke is 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 now emerging as that fourth striker. Mm. Um, so that's why I would be minded to go for centre back. Our Robson doesn't have to concentrate on, on, on any, any more Wales duty either, either Andrew. I saw that. I thought, you know, defences across, you know, Europe will be breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah, absolutely. Really. But no, even all seriousness, you know, I, that, that's good news for the Albion, really. You've mm. got to look at it as in terms of you're getting a guy who's going to get be fully concentrated on, uh, on all things West Brom. So. Yeah. And Bitcoin as well. Good news for the Bitcoin industry. <laughs> And the turmeric industry. <laughs> so, that's, so those two industries are going to be yeah. Yeah. rejoicing. Put your money, put your money on those stocks because they they're going to be flying through the roof. Now. <laughs> I love the fact that Wolves at the moment. There's, there's a huge advertisement with a set about Bitcoin and uh, mm. so, oh my goodness, I can see all the, all all the people going onto the phone and trying to sell a bit of Bitcoin. Sure. Um, right, okay, uh, two one win last night. Carabao Cup. We're going to go going to Wembley. Baggy's going to Wembley. A bit of a cup run. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? A bit of a cup run. It would be nice. Um, and obviously winning the winning mentality is good and I think competition for places is important um, could see the youngsters as well get a go the, yeah the, the caveat is, is that it was league to opposition in both those, both these rounds mm. uh, but yeah the youngsters were very exciting particularly in the first half okay and the way I look at it is um, why do you go why do you go to football and it's to see first halves mm. like that mm. because you've got a team full of academy products Full of kids born and raised in Birmingham in the black country. Yeah. Playing some, at times, audacious, arrogant football. Really? Really arrogant. Yeah. You know, it was just, <clears throat> the confidence that, after the goal was was oozing through them. And I think it was epitomised by Carl Edwards flicking the ball up, juggling with it, and then lifting it over for Burke to run onto. We've, I, you know, it, it, was, it was exciting. Mm. And, uh, okay, second half, they, they did fail a little bit yeah. and that's the issue with, with when you play youngsters they do tend to do that sure and that's probably why they haven't been dropped into the first team yet because can they last the 90 or can they or, or you know those mistakes that when they lose position will be punished in the championship mm-hmm. but I think you know there's lots to be uh, excited about there last night it's, as a fan you know you've got, yeah. you get this sort of anticipation of, of seeing these lads on the ball Edwards for me has been fantastic Edwards and Harper yeah really homegrown products I mean it's great and, isn't it you know they're the standout guys for me mm. from the uh, two or three appearances that have come out um, Leco great for him to get a goal as well for um, and, and just the general play around them I am really excited you, you don't want to sort of get too over the top with it because you know like you said it, it's a league to opposition and everything but you know, I mean, this could be a great future for some of these lads coming through if they can hold on. That's Talk- the best I've seen Lico play. Mm. 
Good. Last night's the best I've seen him play. Do you think and he's t- feeding enough playing with players that he's been around for a long time? I wonder if he's feeding off Darren Moore. I mean, he obviously made his breakthrough about three years ago now when he was 16. And um, really? he's still got to remember, he's only 19. He's so mm. young. Mm. Um, but he, 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 he's sort of stuttered since then. I don't think his development has, has really gone as people w- would have hoped. Yeah. Um, but he looked fantastic last night. Talk to me about Oliver Burke. I thought he looked dangerous. He, he missed a one-on-one, although the keeper stood up well when he tried to uh, chip it over him. Um, I think his pace is a, is a massive threat. He set up the goal, of course. Great one-two with Edwards, then laid it on the plate for, for Lico. Um, when do you see him in this Albi- his role at Albion this season? Do you see him as a starter? Do you see him pushing through? Do you, or do you see him you know, an impact substitute? I think he's an impact substitute, and I think he's a, a direct replacement for Dwight Gale. Um, he is he's a striker in my opinion I don't right. I don't think he's a you don't think he's wide now I don't think he's a wide man because and I said this before um, <coughs> he um, his pace is so so dangerous that you need to get him running off the last man right, having him run from deep and he's got about two or three players to get through you're just not, you're just neutralising that that the potential of, of how fast he is mm. but if you can play balls in behind and that's what um, Barry did really well last night playing little balls in behind to him that's what Edwards did really well last yeah. night trying to, trying to find his runs if, if he's if he's looking across the line he can even give the defenders four or five yards head start mm. he's going to be yeah, yeah, because he is yeah. so rapid yeah. so um, I think that's his role I think he's a striker he's reminded me a little bit of Wilfred Zaha in terms of you know he's got that pace he, he, he seems to be brought better he seems to be better playing central for me yeah. I mean like with Zaha, I think uh, he's been brought more central this season, and, and it just seems like he's got the finish about him. Occasionally, he's gone missing in games for me, which isn't unlike him as well, really. Mm. And I, I, he's still quite yet to find his feet, but that's the sort of ilk I think he might turn into if he's if he's going to really make it. I don't I think know. he's as tricky as Zaha. You don't think no, so? No, I think I think Edwards is probably more more of a trickster, or yeah. Lico's more of a trickster. I think he's just an an out and out pace man and I think he's um, I think he is the perfect a perfect person to bring on if you're 1-0 up or 2-1 up in the last 20 minutes opposition team pushing 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 for an equaliser and you send him clear and he puts the game to bed I think that's his role um, the only reason I think he hasn't it's been seen more in the first team this season is because Robson Carney has done well off the bench and he scored two goals and you can't really ask much more than that so um that's probably why Robson Kahn is ahead of him at the moment. But yeah, if he keeps putting these performances in these fringe games, he will eventually get his chance. And now it's about taking it for the first team um, and, and making making it count in a league game. Um, but I think he's got I think he's got the attributes to do that. And I think playing him as that striker, that Darren Moore has, has, has untapped that potential because that's where he should be playing. So will you continue if you're Darren Moore playing a mixed side with a lot of a lot of youth in the Carabao Cup, whoever they draw in the next round on Thursday, or would you would you play a bit more horses for courses? I, I, I quite like the fact that he's bring that he's playing the kids. We, we're getting to see these players develop. I, I, I think they need it. I, if they're going to be useful players that can potentially play a role this season, then they've got to have the minutes on the pitch. At the moment, he's obviously relied on. A lot of players who have got the experience, there's vast amounts in the squad. 
but I think they do need to because I, I'd like to see these options available to more. You know, I'm not saying they can play, they can maybe be starters at this stage, but you know, the likes of Luca, the likes of Burke mm. and, and Edwards, they need to be pushing the guys in the team because mm. we want that sort of challenge. We don't want you know the sort of players to be playing week in week out if the performances don't always match up. We want there to be other options, and yeah. I think in the league cup is proving to be a good testing ground for them. Yeah, I think the the example is. Connor Townsend <clears throat> who's really really pushing Kieran Gibbs and mm. Gibbs has responded Yeah, uh, he was dreadful I thought at the start of the season but he was brilliant against QPR and I think you know competition for places is important mm. and I think these youngsters need to be knocking on the door and they are now and um, I only think that's I think that's only positive okay good stuff good stuff right competition time everybody I got into trouble last week gents got oh, into no. trouble Why? got into trouble Luke Hatfield walked in the office the next morning listened to the Baggies broadcast and said what have you done offering two shirts it's only one shirt it's only the home shirt we're offering you've offered two shirts that's going to cost me more money so I've been, I've been reined in this week unfortunately guys so we, we're not going to give away two shirts this week Hatfield critique I know it's, it's, it's poor we can't give away two shirts this week um, we're giving away three we're giving away three we're giving away the home kit the away kit and the third kit. No one tells me what to do. Three no shirts we're offering. Home, away and the third kit. What a great prize. So, three games. We're each going to choose a game. We're going to choose a first goal scorer in each game. If they all come in, happy days. You are the proud owner of three beautiful baggies kits. So, we'll go to Mr. Andrew Turton first. And you can decide who you think the first goal scorer is. Uh, for the 12.30 Sky Sports kickoff on Saturday, Leicester City against Liverpool FC. First goal scorer in that game, Tertonian. I'm going to go for Mr. I've retired from England, or maybe ooh, not, ooh, ooh. Mr. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Well, oh. I think you're going to struggle for that because he's suspended... Uh, he's got, a, <laughs> he's got a three like... game suspension picked up against Wolves I, I saw I saw it so I think he's going to struggle <laughs> okay, you'll get some really cracking not, odds sorry. cracking odds on that that would be good odds that would be good odds um, maybe, maybe someone Gray. else Damari Gray wow Damari Gray why do you, do you think Leicester are going to turn Liverpool I think they're going to get I think they're going to sniff it I think Liverpool they've been on the pot he's unbelievable well, I'm making a bit of profit in this as well. So that, that's incredible scenes. Right, Manchester City versus Newcastle at home. I'm going to go for Mr. Sergio Aguero oh, to score. Well, I want to make it easy for, for, <laughs> for, the, for the competition winner potentially. So Sergio Aguero, Damari Gray. Have, I want them to have some cash as well. As <laughs> um, and of course, the big one, uh, Mr. Matthew Wilson. I'll let you decide on the West Brom versus Stoke game. Uh, side over. No, I'm joking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not go cray cray. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I've, I've got to go for uh, Dwight Gale. Dwight on, Gale. I, I'll go for him again. I, I still think he's going to Okay, yeah, he can't keep him out two in a row. So, so Dwight Gale, Damari Gray. Damari Gray. Can we, can we change that? that? I'm absolutely <laughs> astonished with that. I mean, I tell you what, if, if Sergio Gray and Dwight Gale score the first and then, and then Salah scores for, for Liverpool... I, I, I think there could be a new abuse of the week section for next week for in return. I'm sticking with it. I tell you what, if Damari, if Damari Gray scores good, the first. Really good. No, he did. He did look good. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, you're yeah. going to get a massive price on him, but fair play. Okay, there we go. Damari Gray, Sergio Aguero, Dwight Gale. Please retweet any Baggies broadcast tweet that Matt, Andrew, myself, uh, the Express and Star. Make sure you retweet it. You will be in the hat. Just make sure you're following the Baggies 
broadcast uh, Twitter account. Okay, let's move on. We've got some questions. Mr. Matthew Wilson, plenty of questions for you guys. Um, first one is at Ha Telling. Are we close to signing anyone? Matt, are we close to signing anyone? Well, I think the mere signing was uh, in order to redirect funds elsewhere. So I believe they're, they're after one more before Friday closes. Um, and Time's Dar- deadline. Time's deadline. Five o'clock oh, okay. on Friday. And, Dar- and Darren did say, you know, if, if we can get some more over the line, we, I, I still want to. You know, I asked him if his business was done last night. He said no. So we'll wait and see. Okay. Uh, Ian Griffiths asks, how close are Harper or Field to start in a league game? Uh, I thought I imagine. Well, I was going to say I imagine Harper's closer closer than Field, but maybe not because Field's been on on the bench more recently. Um, I don't think they're as close as people would probably want them to be, mm-hmm. um, because for the whole reason that I, I said earlier, I think I think maybe not Field so much because he, he proved it last season, but Harper particularly. He's only eighteen, and I think he did fade um, in the second half yesterday. Doesn't always track his runners, you know. Um, doesn't always let them doesn't always put in that that tackle you know he looks very great good on the ball but I think his off the ball work still needs a bit of uh, a bit of a bit of honing um I would like to see more of him I, I just wonder if you know if 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 Alvin get turned over by Stoke at the weekend it, it might and if the likes of Atibo and um and and you know Woods if he plays if if, if they completely dominate Livermore and Brunt it might be time to to look at that midfield and, and think We've got some other options here, mm. not least Gareth Barry, who has played hundreds of games in central midfield. Um, whereas Brunt, you know, that's not really his position. Sure. Um, I wouldn't be adverse to starting Barry, and okay, he might not be able to do 90 minutes in the championship, but when his legs start giving out at 60 minute mark, 70 minute mark, bring Harper on, get him on the ball, mm-hmm. get him passing forward. I, I wouldn't be adverse to that, um, but I'd, you know, I'd love, <laughs> I'm a bit wary. You know, obviously you want to throw the kids in and, and, and give them you know and 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 get them playing well but if if you know if they, if it's just going to dent their sort of development mm. um and and if they're going to come up against teams and get overrun it might not be the best thing i think darren's actually playing it quite well at the moment um by using his carabao cup matches that being said you know if he were, if he was to be brave and throw harper in I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be against it either. Just just a question. This is obviously looking at from a negative point of view. Let's hope that this doesn't happen. But let's say the season fizzles out a little bit. Okay, let's say that that I'll be in a, a mid mid table, but but not close to the top the top six, top seven, top eight. Come February, January, right. February. Okay, so they've had a good half half a year. It's not looking like they're going to be there or thereabouts. Do you think there's a chance that they could completely change tact and go okay? We've gone with the big guns. It's not working. We'll obviously keep you, you know the likes of your, your Gales and your, and your Rodriguez's, but we're going to bring in this Carabao Cup nucleus of, of youngsters for the rest of the season, knowing that they're nowhere nowhere close to any any kind of trouble at the bottom half to blood them in for, for maybe next season. Um, I can't really envisage a situation where you're not. What I don't, I don't know where you would be in the league where you're not. You're nowhere near playoffs, mm. and you're not thinking about relegation. Okay. I think the league is so tight normally, um, unless there are three teams that absolutely tank, yeah, and six teams that fly away. Mm. That the league is normally so tight. You've always seen, you've seen so many teams like put a run on the last ten games and sneak into the playoffs. And you've seen so many teams fall away and and, sure. and, and be be worried by relegation. I actually think that you know this league, the way it is, with 
teams regularly taking points off everybody. It, it's really tight, and I think you know they may be mid-table, they may be eleventh or twelfth come February, but they're still going to be in with a shout of mm. uh, of, of playoffs if you go on a run. Yeah. yeah so I don't mm. think that's. I, I just don't think that the the mathematics allow that. I would love to see um, them them played more this season because I think one of the big things last season was that Sam Field was mistreated and didn't get enough minutes. It'd be interesting to see if any of these youngsters go out on loan in the next two or three days mm. because for me, they need minutes. Um, all of them, Lico, Harper, Field, um, Edwards, they need minutes this season, whether that's at West Brom or whether it's somewhere else. We've got two options, haven't you? If uh, if we do stay in the championship next season, these guys are going to be the the main focus of the team because it's likely that the sort of Phillipses and Rodriguez and other guys will start to look for moves. Um, equally, if you do buy up and get promoted, you know you're going to have another situation where there's the pressure is going to be on to to bring in serious experience and other you know. Imp- uh, bigger signings again, mm. and, and where again does it lead? The likes of Field and these sort of guys. So I, I agree with you, really. I think there's some need that they need to be playing some games now. You know, not just academy football. They've got to be out on the pitch playing tough teams like a Macclesfield Town and, play, and teams like this. You know, we're going to give or you even Mansfield, or oh, Mansfield mm. Town even. Um, and, all the same, you, both the same all the team. Same. And, uh, give you a bit of a kick sometimes and that for these uh, for these guys. Cool. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, one more question for me sorry guys I'm just being I'm kind of like um, interested uh, Nasser Chadley what's his situation well he's not he's not featuring yet I think we'll find out more after the window shuts mm-hmm. um, can you see him featuring if the window shuts that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think at the moment his head isn't in it I mean he's been in Belgium he was in Belgium last week to see a specialist um, on his back which a regular um, uh, routine sort of Appointment that he, that he has for this long-running back injury that he's got, um, but I, I, I get the impression that his head's just not in it because he think he still thinks you know I'm Nasser Chadley, I don't, yeah, I don't need to play in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst the <clears> European <throat> window is open, he thinks, well, they, you you know you let Neon go, why won't you let me go? Well, they let Neon go because they didn't fancy Neon, yeah, and they didn't think he was good enough. But they, you know, obviously Graham Jones, who's worked with Chadley and speaks very highly of him, they want to get him into the into the uh, first team or in, at least into the squad if they can. So if I was going to say, do you want him in there? If his head's not only wanting for moves, can he be committed to the cause? Well, this, is, or? this is the issue. I mean, this is why he hasn't played so far. Do you want him in the dressing room? This is why he hasn't played so far because his head isn't right. You know, mm. you know he's not he's not as committed to mm. to the cause as the likes of Harvey Barnes or Dwight Gale are. Yeah. And it's not just about quality. It's not mm. just about talent. It's about whether you're going to put it in. Mm. And at the moment, it, you know, he's, he obviously isn't. I mean, mm. the caveat is he's also had a, an injury yeah. and he needs to get back up to full fitness. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why Dawson and Chadley haven't been featuring. So um, we'll know, we'll, you know, if he's still here come Friday five o'clock. At the moment, I think he he might be because um, you know there, there is a there is a there are a few rumblings of of of, of interest from Europe, but nothing concrete. Mm. Um, and you know things can hot up in the last couple of days, of course. Of course. But um, you know, if he is still here come Saturday. They're going to have to get his head switched on and just say to him, "Look, we're well, here till January now, so mm-hmm. you may as well knuckle down and, and try and get into the team because um, we're going to we're, we're playing a new a new brand of football and we're going to try and pass it on the deck and we think that suits you more. Um, so why don't you get involved?" Okay, a few quick questions now because we're running out of time before we preview uh, the big game against Stoke at the weekend. So um, just a, just a quick couple of uh, couple of lines answers. Robert Smith from the from the Express and Star. Robert Smith, um, what's your take on the time story saying we'll wanted to keep McCauley and how that reflects on the Mears signing? We kind of discussed that a little bit. Uh, 
well, I think you've heard one side of the story there. Um, I'm planning to ask Darren Moore about it uh, at his press conference this week. Uh, I meant to ask him about it last night, but I forgot because there was plenty of other things going on. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting. Um, it's an in, it was an interesting revelation from from McCauley to mm. say that Moore wanted him, but the club uh, were concerned about his age. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll speak. Like I said, one side of the story. Speak to Darren and see what he says. Paul Chapel, what do the kids have to do to be given a chance in the championship? We've we've kind of discussed that, so we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, Busted flush. Like that name asks, uh, what influence does Jenkins have over football matters? Over football matters, mm. what, what does he mean? I don't think he has any influence over sort of the team or the, or the squad or anything like that. That's obviously Darren Moore's um, remit mm. and Graham Jones and Neil Cutler. Um, but everything you know, he is almost a, a one-man board at the moment. With considering he, is, you know, Richard Garlick's now gone. Um, there's no director of football. Um, you know, he is chief executive. The, the, the chairman is is um, Lai Pu, who is um, you know uh, Lai's sort of man, I suppose. Uh, his his conduit. Um, but Jenkins is is uh, I don't he's very influential. You know, mm. over 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 financial matters. Mm. He is he he's is got a good very good track record. He is the man that's been brought in to, to, to bring them out of this uh out, out of this funk and out, you know get them out of that overdraft. I believe they might actually have gone back into the overdraft after getting out of it, but it's only a minor one. Um but we're we're hoping to hear more from Jenkins after the window shuts next week. Lovely last one um and this will bring us um beautifully onto the game of the weekend. Charlie Swift, what are your thoughts on Saido Berahino breaking his duck just in time for us? Uh, I think Saido Saido when was the last time he scored when what was, was it 20? two and a half years ago incredibly incredibly yeah a stunning little, goal apparently absolute stunner yeah, I've seen it yeah it wasn't a stunner um, <laughs> listen all I I hope Saido turns it around and becomes the player that you know we all thought he could be when he was coming through at the Albion um, I just hope he doesn't score this weekend um, but yeah, I might put a bet on it because it's bound to happen. No, oh, don't you can't put a bet against the baggies, man. <laughs> I don't really bet very often, but I just think that's so nailed on. <laughs> <laughs> if you touch, you'll be back in the keeper to score the first. <laughs> uh, right, uh, West Brom against Stoke. I mean, this is this is a really interesting game at the, at the weekend. I think I think uh, uh, very difficult to call. Stoke obviously had a shocking start to the season. Yes, um, but if they but, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they I mean, above I can't believe I, I'm absolutely shocked and staggered that they're 18 to one to win the championship. Now, for me, I think they'll still be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. They've got a squad littered with quality and uh, got the first win against Hull City. Where do you see the game going, Gent? I think it's a very, very difficult game. This one. Um, I, I, I would love to see what formation Moore's going to bring out if he brings his 3-5-2 uh, and, and, and pushes obviously the wide man further forward um, I'm, I'm going to be quite excited really just to see how he goes I'm, I'm actually sort of I'm, I'm, I think the baggies will be alright at home to be honest I mean the favourites to win the game 7-6 yeah, to six. Stoke are 3-1 to one to win the game which I, I find staggering I do I, I, well I don't know because Stokes have been so hit and miss. I think for the yeah, Albion, I know, yeah, yeah. They're just showing more, cons- uh, you know, a bit more consistency at least. Anyway, I- I'm confident the Albion are going to get the result. Tough game, Matt. I mean, they've had some tough games to start the season. To be fair, haven't they, Baggies? I'm not as confident as no. you know. Uh, I think Stoke are just hitting um, form now. They've got two wins and two. Um, they 
Harry Tebow, the midfielder I mentioned earlier, was fantastic mm. last weekend. Not Tim Tebow, the, uh, uh, the American, former American him. quarterback. Not him, no. Mm. And and if they if they play him alongside Ryan Woods, I'm I'm worried about that midfield partnership um, controlling the game. Uh, I'm I'm still. The only thing I would say is that I'm not convinced by Stokes' sort of strike options. You know, Crouch, Berahino, who else have they got? Um, Afobi. Very good Afobi. I mean, very yeah, yeah, yeah. scored Afobi. two goals already. So they've, not, they've, you know, they've not scored a lot, I don't think. So um, that's the one thing. Um, I imagine Darren will, will, will keep faith in, in this in the 3 4. Uh, three formation, you know. Or I was, was going to ask you that. Do you think he will? Yeah, I think he will. Stick yeah, to I it. think he will. Um, I think they're, they're trying to they're trying to build it up. They're trying to hone that. Um, but I'm not I'm not convinced. I just think Stoke are on an upward trend, and I, and I just think that um, yeah, that, that it's going to be a really really tough game. And well, they're going to have to play better than they did again on Friday night, aren't they? Yeah, just I for think certain. I think they probably will have to play better. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think the game probably won and lost in midfield, and I'm just concerned. That um, you know that that midfield that that Stoke midfield which looks sort of pedestrian at times with with, with Allen and and, um, and uh, Fletcher now looks like it's got a bit of dynamism in there and could win it for them. You've also got you know a number of players who will be desperate to, to win you know for Stoke the side of Erahino, James McLean, uh, Darren Fletcher of course. Um, you know they'll they'll all be desperate to win, and, and I'm not saying Albion won't be desperate to win. Of no. course they will be, but um, they've got a good backline. Uh, I mean, Butland, Martinez, Shawcross, Martins, Indy, Peters. I mean, these these are guys who played Premier League. You know, yeah. yeah but oh, I'm not I'm not overly convinced by that backline. I'm not. I don't know. I don't understand personally the fuss over Butland. I'm not convinced that Shawcross and Mart- Martins, India, that are that good anymore. I think they, you know, I think Gail and Rodriguez could get some joy against them and Barnes as well. Um, Look, I think it's going to be a, leaky, a game of leaky defences. If anything, I think they, you know, both cookers easily. Some goals, goals, goals. Yeah, it's it's going to be a hair and scare. I think it could be. It could be one of them that might see saw a little. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's not nice, but you know, a bit like the Norwich game. You know, back and forth, a five-goal thriller or a yeah. seven-goal thriller. I mean, it's kind of the games you want to see. You know, as a, as a neutral anyway, going to the Hawthorns and seeing that rather than you know nil-nil and, and nick a goal somewhere. The, you know, this is the excitement that the championship brings. Yeah, I think that's the the entertainment factor has certainly returned, and I, and I also think that if Stoke do go ahead, Albion won't be nervous about that because they've come from behind a couple of times yeah. earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the only time that they've lost is when they felt fallen behind in the last minute. So, you know, I, I, I think yeah, should they fall, you know, should Stoke start strongly, which I expect they will do because they'll be bringing, they'll be flying with confidence. I don't think Albion will. will I don't think it, you know it'll be game overs necessarily, but I am just a bit worried that 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 Albion have caught Stoke on a bit of an upward trend here. So team news and uh, and, and trying to work out a lineup. Do you expect similar to the to Friday night? I assume you would think that maybe Gareth McCauley might come in from the start, or do you think that's Gareth not going to happen? Gareth McCauley, um, Craig Dawson, sorry, would come in from the start or not? I think Dawson will probably start, yeah. Even I mean, though Gareth McCauley, you never know. I mean, it could be might, a shock, yeah. It's still Friday, yeah. <laughs> I think Dawson will start. Um, I'm interested to see who he, who he replaces. I imagine it will be Adra Bio, But, I, as I said earlier, I would drop Pegasi based on the mm. first few games of the season. Um, but Dawson at right centre-back, 
Um, I think that'll probably be the only change. You know, you'd expect Phillips, Grunt, Livermore, Gibbs all to come in, Barnes, Rodriguez, and Gale all to come in, okay. Johnston mm-hmm. to play in goal. So I imagine Dawson. All fresh. Ready yeah, to I go. imagine Dawson will be the only change. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's certainly interesting because mm. the like. I can't see him making a change this week because, for example, Barry played ninety minutes on Tuesday and Harper played ninety minutes on Tuesday. But like I said earlier, if they get overrun in midfield, then they'll have. Is it, is it an international break next week? Um, uh, yes, it is. They'll have two weeks then to sort of think, rethink, and uh, and decide. Mm. Okay, is that the way we want to go? Sure. Or do we have other other options for those areas? So, who's a key man to uh, to bring all three points home? Uh, it's going to be that man Barnes again, really. I think mm. uh, just because. He's obviously a guy who's on the up at the minute. His confidence is running high. Uh, been in the goals uh, at the start of the season, and I think he's going to just be eager to get involved again. Really, uh, I'd love to see uh, Gale get some, uh, you know, add to his tally so far this season. Um, he, he, he's impressed me with his work rate, his attitude. You know, he's not just come here um, and, and, and look like a bit down in the mouth because he's, he's come down for the Premier League. I think for me, them two are going to be key. Okay, predictions then, gentlemen. It is West Bromwich Arbor. It is Stoke City. Um, I'll go first. We'll leave it to the experts. I'm going to go West Bromwich Arbor in two. Stoke City, two. Andrew Tertonian. I'm going to go three two Albion. Three two Albion. Five goal thriller. I'm still convinced that we're going to get the result. Mm. I really do. Good, good. And um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Matthew Wilson, finish us off. I agree with you. I think it's going to be 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Goals galore at the Hawthorns. Make sure you are down there. Matt and Luke Hatfield will be there to cover the baggies. Fingers crossed uh, they're kicking around the top six come this time next week. From Matt, from Andrew, gentlemen, thank you very much. As always, myself, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.